This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. It's Thursday the 8th of June. In your Squiz today, a weird start to winter, New data on our slowing economy, big drama for golf, and porridge tips from a champion. This is your Squiz Today. Alice, it's worth pausing once in a while to note that the weather has been weird. (laughs) Like, super weird. Yep, it is well and truly all over the place, Alex. (laughs) Perth, for one, has had its heaviest rain in five years. And in South Australia, where I am, there were 65,000 lightning strikes recorded in a single night earlier this week as thunderstorms passed over. (laughs) And those same storms are now moving into New South Wales and Victoria, and that's made Victorian emergency services issue flood warnings around the state. Mm. But despite all of that, it hasn't been especially cold and rainy. Australia is actually seeing its warmest start to winter in decades. After that intense cold snap in the east a few weeks ago, the start of this winter has really felt kind of balmy, which is Mm. so strange. But the weather gets even stranger when you look at the rest of the world. Yeah, that's right. Southeast Asia's had record temperatures in recent months. That's thanks to a heatwave lingering in the region. A lot of the capital cities there set heat records in May in the low to mid-40s, so Mm. very warm. In Haiti, in the Caribbean, there's been huge flooding over the last week. At least 42 people have been killed and thousands of homes have been washed away. And in the US state of Georgia, which is known as the peach state, it's lost 90% of its peach crop this year due to a warmer than normal winter, followed by a deep freeze. There's also big wildfires going on in Canada, and you might have seen photos, Alex, of the smoke from those fires blanketing New York City. I have seen those photos. It really looks like those same Mars-like images that we saw during Australia's Black Summer bushfires. Mm. Now, we are still waiting to hear whether we are going to have an El Nino climate system this year. We did get an update from the Bureau of Meteorology this Tuesday, putting the chance at 70%. And we are also expecting an update from the U.S. Climate Prediction Center later today. Alice, earlier this week, we mentioned that there'd be new GDP data out yesterday. It is out and our economy is looking a little sluggish. The data shows our economy grew by 0.2% in the first three months of this year, which is below the expected 0.3%. It's the slowest growth we've had since 2021, which I probably don't have to remind many squizzers, was when we still had lockdowns happening across the country. Also included in the data was Australia's household saving ratio, which dropped to its lowest level since 2008. That's due to an increase in the cost of living that hasn't been matched by an increase in incomes, meaning that on average, people have been able to save less. Speaking of rising costs, for anyone with debt or a mortgage, we also talked this week about the rising interest rates. Yesterday, Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe gave a speech in Sydney and warned that the path to reducing inflation was, quote, likely to be a bumpy one. 
Alice, we've been getting more details about that collapsed dam in Ukraine's Russian-occupied Kherson region, with more than 40,000 people being forced to evacuate. Yeah, so we still don't have a firm idea whether Ukraine or Russia destroyed the dam. Both sides are still blaming each other. But when it first collapsed, there were fears that it could cause problems at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. We've since heard that there isn't an immediate threat, although in the longer term, issues might emerge there. Another issue that has been flagged, though, is polluted flood water washing into the Black Sea and potentially impacting Romania, Georgia, Turkey and Bulgaria. Otherwise, the experts are saying that it could take weeks for the full scope of the damage to become clear, Mm. with the United Nations aid chief saying that the dam collapse will have grave and far-reaching consequences. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. The golf world, Alice, is either angry or celebrating or maybe just plain confused. (laughs) Nobody really knows what to think about the sudden merger of the PGA World Tour with the upstart Live Golf Tournament. Yeah, we do know that the tour is emerging, but we don't yet know what it will be named. One thing that has golfers scratching their heads, though, is the fact that the PGA Tour had repeatedly slammed Live Golf and even banned their players from competing in both tournaments. <laughs> For some context there, Live Golf has been controversial because of its close ties with Saudi Arabia and its crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, and the country's track record on human rights. Aussie golfer Greg Norman was the head of Live Golf and he appears to have lost his job, mm-hmm. although he didn't seem too upset about it. It, tweeting that it was a great day in global golf and the journey continues with Alice two exclamation marks. <laughs> porridge fans, get your notebooks out because a champion porridge maker has shared his tips on the perfect bowl. Yes, as a porridge lover, I love this one, Alex. <laughs> Who even knew there was such a thing as a porridge champion? But it turns out that there was a world porridge making championship in <laughs> Scotland last year. It's actually the 30th year it's going on this year. <laughs> An Australian named Toby Wilson was at the 2022 competition. Toby reckons that you only need three ingredients to make a massively amazing bowl of porridge, (laughs) one part whole oats, three parts water and some salt. He also says to use a porridge spurtle or a wooden spoon if you don't have a spurtle. And it's very important to note you must stir clockwise to keep away the bad spirits. Alice, I actually do have a porridge spurtle and I love it. (laughs) I do use milk and I'm pretty sure that I stir counterclockwise though. We will link to Toby's porridge tips in the show notes. 
Speaking of bad spirits, Alice, there is an image going around the internet of a double-decker airplane seat that just looks so cursed. Yeah, it's been displayed at the Aircraft's Interior Expo, which is in Germany, and you really have to look at the photos to see the concept, but I'd kind of describe it as diagonally stacked seats. (laughs) Whatever you think of it, though, the designer reckons it's the future of flying in economy. I just, I really hope not, Alice. It just looks so (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Squiz the day. We have a Squiz Shortcuts coming out today for anybody who wants a rundown of what's been happening with Prince Harry's trial against the British tabloids. So go and subscribe to the Shortcuts feed if you haven't already. Yeah, and a couple of others. It's also the start of Dark Mofo Festival in Tassie, and we're also getting close to the end of the French Open. The women's singles semifinals are on tonight. That is it for us today. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your porridge and we'll be back with you tomorrow. (laughs) Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at SquizKids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women, and together, honour their legacies. <laughs>